a couple of weeks before that, I was on a flight and I couldn't get the seatbelt to fit. And for whatever reason, like that moment, it clicked for me. It was, I was just like a helpless feeling when the flight attendant was like, is your seatbelt on? Hey, you deserve a cheat meal. And it's like, yes, you are right. I just don't want that cheat meal or cheat day to turn into a cheat week, month, year. And then, cause that's what used to happen to me. You were diagnosed with non-Hopkins lymphoma, right? For the second time in four years? Yeah, so I had it in 2001 when I was a student at USC and then I got it in 2005. My doctor at one point was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the cancer coming back at this point. Like, I'm worried about your, your health. Like, every time you're, you're coming up to, to see me, you're weighing more and more. Like, you, you, you came in here like under 200 and at that point, I was almost 300. Well, because I used to not be able to just shop at like a normal store. I would have to go to like those extreme large or whatever stores. Hi, I'm Mike Gabriel. This is Mike'd Up Pod, a podcast where we talk a wide range of topics from business, health, lifestyle, but most importantly, the topics of life, growing, learning, self-awareness, and leading. This is where we get the best of the best who tell their experiences. On this episode of Mike'd Up Pod, I bring in page two LA Times columnist Arash Markazi. Arash takes us on his journey of losing 130 pounds in 430 days. If need be, I'm hoping his story will give you a kickstart and get you serious about your health and wellness and start your own journey like Arash did. Enjoy. How you feeling, man? Good. Hopefully we get sports back fairly soon, you know, next month. And so I have something to cover and write about. So Telling you. I think we all need a distraction at this point too, right? Exactly. Yeah. We need some sports. We need some live games. So, yeah. We need something going on. Uh, As a lot of you already know, Arash, he's a page two columnist for the LA Times. What's the feeling like, man, when you as a kid grew up in Los Angeles, read the LA Times every day, now you're writing for it? What's that like? It's surreal. You know, when I joined the paper, you know, I mean, people are wondering, you know, why would you join a newspaper? You know, newspapers are going out of business or struggling. I said, that was like my dream job. Like when I was a kid, like the Los Angeles Times was the dream job. So I said, no, no matter what happens, I mean, this is going to be a fantastic move for me, a fantastic decision, because this was a dream job. And it's not often in life where you can take your dream job. So um, and it was also like a fantastic time in Los Angeles sports. You got the Lakers and the Clippers and you got the Dodgers and the Rams and the Chargers had a really good season that year that, that I joined. So I was really happy about it. And I, it's been like a dream. So it was a dream job when I took it. And it has been and it has been a dream job since yeah congrats man Thank uh you. you've got one of the most fascinating stories it's actually one of my favorite stories i know how difficult it is to lose weight and you've shed 130 pounds in about 430 plus days now yeah i love the way it started though because when you see people that try to lose that weight and and when the bell goes off if you will the light goes off in your head your story is awesome and it's Thank right you. in the beginning of the story that you wrote i think on sunday when it came out uh, take kind of take us through that if you can. 
Yeah, so it was uh, September 25th, 2018. Well, so that, that was the day that I began to begin my weight loss journey. But prior to, to that, like a couple of weeks before that, I was on a flight and I couldn't get the seatbelt to fit. And for whatever reason, like that moment, it clicked for me. Like, you know, this, it was, it was just like a helpless feeling when the flight attendant was like, is your seatbelt on? And I was, I didn't want that seatbelt extender. I had never got, I mean, I was 329 pounds, but for whatever reason, that particular day was the first time that I needed one. Mm. And we all have these moments where it clicks for us or that, you know, we, we decide to make a change. And so that, that was my moment. The moment that I got that extender and I put it on, I was like, I can't continue to go down this path. And so I joined a gym and I, for me, and I really thought that this was important. I made myself publicly accountable. You know, I, I put it on social media. I said, I'm joining a gym and I'm, I'm getting this, uh, you know, a trainer. I'm going to do like a meal prep. Like I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there. So if I fail, I'm going to fail very publicly, but I wanted to put it out there, never thinking that I would inspire people and that they would join me on this journey, which is so humbling when I hear from people who are fathers, mothers, whatever, saying, like, I did it for myself, but also my kids, too. Like, I want to be alive to see them grow up. And so that's been so cool. The cool part about that story, though, that you're missing, and it's one of my favorites, is that you were pretending like you were sleeping, and you had a pillow. I was. Yeah, you had a pillow <laughs> on your lap, and you're like, please don't come, please exactly. don't come, please don't come. And you didn't have the, I'm assuming you didn't have the seatbelt on at the time, right? Yeah, I was just praying that she would just move it along. I mean, she has a whole full flight. There's no reason... <laughs> She was really intent on making sure I had my seatbelt on. So I, I had the blanket on. I pretended like I was sleeping, hoping that she would just walk by, and she refused to. So thank God, right, because she, she, she made that that moment happen, I guess. I was going to say, if she never did that, if she never offered the extension to your seatbelt, you probably maybe wouldn't have never been here, man. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because I would have wondered, you know, when would that moment have happened? I mean, there were so many moments along the way. You know, you don't get to 329 pounds overnight. So, like, there were so many moments along the way that I wished that would have been the moment for me, that something would have clicked for me, and it didn't. And so... You're right. You know, if she had just walked along and if I could have had that flight without the extender, that wouldn't have been the moment. I'm hopeful that there would have been a moment at some point soon because I was getting to that weight where it was becoming harder and harder to function. Hmm. Um, by the way, were you on your way to Vegas at the time? No, I, that's a good question because like I normally would be. I was in Mexico, but I would go to Vegas the following week. Okay. I was going to say, you, <laughs> you're, there, usually in Vegas you're there every weekend, right? I know. I do love Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so now let's go back 2005. You weighed 199 pounds. You were just a tick under 200 pounds the first time in a long time. And in that article in the Times, you mentioned that uh, the last time that that would happen would be a while, but you were diagnosed with non-Hopkins lymphoma, right, for the second time in four years? Yeah, so I had it in 2001 when I was a student at USC, and then I got it in 2005. Um, and then when you get it again, or at least in my case, when I got it again, I had to undergo a stem cell transplant. So I, ha- I had to be in the hospital for one month. And so when I checked into the hospital, I was 199, which, you know, was a little bit high for me at the time. But, you know, I was uh, I was under 200, but I would check out of the hospital and I was like 207, 208 or whatever. It would get worse, you know, like every time I would go in for checkups, would, you know, 209 became 220, became 250, became 290, whatever. And so... My doctor at one point was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the cancer coming back at this point. Like, I'm worried about your, your health. Like, every yeah. time you're, you're coming up to, to see me, 
you're weighing more and more. Like you, you, you came in here like under 200. And at that point I was almost 300. And so she was just like, I'm, I'm actually at this point, I'm worried about heart attack, diabetes, blood pressure, stuff. And none of, okay, so that should have been a moment, right? But it wasn't yeah. like that. That was the moment for me. You know, someone who's gone through cancer twice, someone whose doctor is telling them not worried about cancer at this point. I'm worried about, you know, your weight and your health and, Things like that. What do you think happened to you in that time, though? Like when you're diagnosed with non-Hopkins, like what what was it that made you gain the weight or just kind of get lazy or eat eat bad? Yes. So the first month, like when you're in the hospital, you're 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 there for a month. Like you're 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 in a in a hospital room and there's nothing to do. Like I I couldn't do anything. So like I ate and I watched TV. Also, when you're going through cancer and you're going through a tough time like that, where you don't know what's going to happen, you you're, you're depressed and when you depressed and you feel sorry for yourself at least for me comfort food and i would just eat mm-hmm. and then it gets to a point where like that becomes your new normal where it becomes like i'm just gonna like eat and it's like i think i mentioned in, in the story like every meal i treated it like like my last like i wanted to feel good so i feel good in the morning when i eat pancakes and you know sausage and bacon and then uh, for lunch i would have like a cheeseburger and fries and then for dinner i would have something else unhealthy and so that became my new normal, mainly because I just felt really bad about myself. And it's like, at least during those moments where I'm going to have these foods I like, I, I'm going to feel good. But at the end of the day, like, I wasn't feeling good, right? Like, I was getting bigger, getting uh, sleepy. I wasn't taking care of myself. You shared this journey on social media, 430 days plus 460, I think it is now. Yeah. Uh, what made you share this journey on social media? It was really a, a, a personal thing because I wanted to make myself personally accountable, publicly accountable, never thinking that the byproduct of that is that if you're successful, that people will want to follow you and kind of join you or whatever. But I wanted to say, like, if I fail, I'm going to fail publicly, hoping that that was going to motivate me because a lot of the times I would try to lose weight. It was a very private thing. I began it privately. And then when I quit, I quit privately. This was a very public thing that if I didn't, do this like everyone was going to know about it and not only that like it was so amazing that 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 post got like a thousand likes or whatever and like a hundred some odd comments and it's like i got all these people supporting me like the least i could do is you know push up you know i should be doing this for myself but it was like they were holding me accountable which i loved do you feel like if you didn't put that out there on social media would you have uh been this successful with losing all this weight that's a great question. I mean, I, I've often wondered that because, th- you know, this is not the first time like I've tried to lose weight. So I, I do think that that was a big turning point to make it a publicly accountable thing where it's like, this is day 467, you know, I, you know, so day one turns into that. And then, and then when you see results, that's the other thing. And so people know what you're doing. Again, it's not a private thing. I'm very public about trying to lose weight, but then I'm also like, you can publicly see that I've lost weight. So, you know, at the beginning when I would do TV hits, like it was so cool. Like after like that first month or two months or whatever, people were like, man, like you look great. Like, you know, and so I'm like, okay, like I got to keep this up. Yeah. Like I don't want to go back. Pretty cool that you got a thousand likes and a hundred comments in this bully stage of our lives that we live in with social media. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, because that was like, like abnormal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you know, 
there'll be some posts that gets a lot of likes, but like the number of comments was big and the number of people who like personally reached out and texted me. And because, you know, when you get to 329 pounds, like there are people who are like worried for you, but they, they don't want to say anything. Sure. They don't feel it's your place. And even like your parents and your family members, they occasionally hint at it or say something, but they, you know, don't want to make you feel bad. But it's like they do get worried for you when you're having a hard time breathing, having a hard time moving, having a hard time doing like a lot of things in life. In my opinion, cutting a habit takes about two weeks. Once you get over that two week mm. hurdle, I think you are okay. You kind of create some momentum and a regimen. Yeah. How were those first two weeks for you? Yeah, it was hard, you know, because it's like, there would be so many times, like, I'm very social. Like, when I go out with friends, I like yep. to drink, I like to eat. I like to go to the bar, like, I'm going to have Jack and Coke and chicken fingers and whatever. And so, like, to go to a bar at the beginning of that journey and, like, really, I, th I was really good about not drinking at all at the beginning of this because I was like, I'm going to be, you know. And then, obviously, not having chicken fingers, like, having a salad or having celery sticks. Or, I mean, it was rough. It was hard. But, you know, the, the thing I did at the beginning, which I don't do anymore, is, like, I would take pictures, like, of my food. So I, I, I not only counted my workout days on social, I, I took a picture of, like, my food. Because it was the combo of 1,600 calories and 60 minutes, just in general. Because I, I felt if I could do it, and it's simple. Like, I didn't want to book i yeah. didn't want to you know so so 1600 calories i was like okay so like this is 500 this is 400 you know this is whatever and so by the, the end of the day like if you did the math at that point that was just for me but when i look back on it now i think if you are beginning your journey you can kind of look back at that as like my blueprint for success that's a great way of doing it too and like you said make it simple simplicity is the best way of doing it and you saw results yeah. because of it you go out a lot you go to vegas you go out you drink you have a ton of friends uh big network how do you keep that off though how do you how do you go out at night and not eat late or have a drink or yeah so that was like the hardest thing that was very hard but i knew like after that first month i had put in so much work mm -hmm. and that first trip to vegas if you look back at those stories like i had my my first trip to vegas was like day nine or ten and that was hard but like i went to the gym every day which i never used to do in vegas i would never go to the gym in vegas but like i would go wake up in the morning go go to the gym eat as well as i possibly could you know because like i i still like to go out with friends so you know at that point it's more about portion size and, 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 and things like that. I did not want to deprive myself to the point that I was going to quit the diet though. So I do give myself cheat, a cheat meal, but I'm, I'm not doing like a cheat meal by myself. I'm doing a cheat meal because it's someone's birthday or we're, mm -hmm. we're like at a party. And so I'm going to enjoy myself, but there's ways to enjoy yourself without having like the worst thing on the menu. And there's, and at that time, Arash, you deserve that cheat meal because you've <laughs> exactly. gone through it. Like you deserve eating that every day is different. But like when you've gone through yeah. it week after week, you're, you're at a Sunday and you see cheesecake in front of you, you can have a piece of it. Yeah. You deserve it. You know, exactly. you brought yeah. up that ninth day. That ninth day was the time you didn't eat an extender, right? Seatbelt on the airplane. That was huge. Yeah. So that was like a big moment for me where at that point I, I knew that I was doing something right because like my jeans were not, you know, they, they were looser. So it was a situation where I knew what I was doing, but the significance of the seatbelt was big. And then I was very public about that again online. And it was like one of those things where I was like, this is great. Like, yeah. I, I, like I could tell what I was doing was working. Yeah, it's happening. Things are happening. I'm cre creating some momentum. Feels good, man. Yeah. Uh, did you ever feel like giving up? Hey, it's Mike. Hopefully you're enjoying this episode so far with Arash and I. Please don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Also, rate, leave a review. 
and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's get back to my conversation with Arash. No, you know, but the fear of failure continues to drive me to this day where, you know, I am worried because I don't want to be the guy who lost 130 and then gained 130 back a couple of years later. So it's like I never wanted to give up because of the the beautiful thing is like if you do this right, the results are going to come. So there's no point in that process where you see the results where you're like, oh, like I want to go back to doing what I was doing. But there is that fear of, you know, cause I, there was one point in time where like, I hurt my knee and I couldn't exercise for like a week, but I was like, okay, so now it's really incumbent upon me to like watch what I eat and try to do something active. Like I couldn't run, I couldn't do the stuff that, that I normally did, but like go for like a, sh- like a nice walk or something. But like that, that was the week that I was really strict about. Like it was like, I can't cheat. I can't like eat anything bad because right now I'm not like able to run right now. Yeah. That's when you know your mind is, is regimented and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, how many days of the cardio did you miss? Did you miss any days of cardio? Yeah, strict? no, it was, it was like a week because like I hurt my knee. So I wasn't, I, I didn't get the heart rate up the way that I want to. And like the like sweat, like normally like I want like my shirt to be like wet. Like I, I want to have like a nice workout. So I wasn't able to do that for that week, and it was tough, but I think I did a good enough job of watching what I ate and still doing something active. I, that is such a key thing for me is the consistency of that, mm-hmm. doing something active. How were you through quarantine? Any hiccups? No, you know, I got lucky. A byproduct of me losing weight is my parents got an elliptical machine in some ways just for them. Like, they wanted to lose weight. And so I've spent a lot of, like, like I'm back in my place. But for the first three months of quarantine – the majority of that time I spent with my parents in Calabasas because they're like over 65 and I wanted to make sure if they needed anything like shopping, like I didn't want them to like leave the house. So, and at that point we couldn't work or, you know, we, we were kind of, uh, we could work from home. So, uh, but now I'm back home, but yeah, no, I, I was lucky. And it, again, and that was a byproduct of them seeing how I was losing weight they got that equipment so that they could lose weight. Tell us the story with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, surreal. You know, I, I went to a movie junket where, because he had done a commercial with the Clippers, so I didn't need a lot of time with him. And, like, the press person was like, you, you, you can only have 10 minutes. I'm like, that's more than enough time for me. I sit down with him, and Arnold's like, before we start, I want to congratulate you. And I'm like, he probably <laughs> thinks I'm someone else. Like, I don't I've never met him before. Like, I, know, I know who he is, but... And then he proceeds to tell me, like, for the weight you've lost, and everyone knows your story, which is nuts. And then he's like, um, and then, and so there was like, a, a, there was a room full of people. And I say people, there was like, a, like maybe six people. And it was like his press secretary, chief of staff, whatever. And he's like, this guy couldn't get a seatbelt. I mean, he, <laughs> he was telling them my story. And was it was such a surreal moment and he's like your story should be in muscle and fitness and i'm like hey i'm like calm down like, i appreciate <laughs> that but he actually did make a call and got me into muscle and fitness which was kind of cool crazy how did he know the details yeah. were you you obviously wrote about it yeah so right? i think what it was and i found out like after the fact is that his girlfriend followed my journey from the beginning and so she you know because again the seatbelt story was just on social media at that point i had never written that or really talked about that and so he knew. I mean, he knew, he he knew how much I weighed. He knew how much I lost. He knew how it, the story began, and I'm like, 
that was one of those really cool moments where you're like, I don't, I don't know how he found out. I mean, you know, so I, I found out like after the fact, but I'm like looking around the room to see if I'm being punked or something. Yeah. And if I'm being punked, like that person must have some amazing <laughs> juice to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to punk me. You know how easy it would be to put that weight back on. What's the difference this time in making sure that you're going to keep the weight off? Yeah, you know, I think it goes back to the public accountability thing. It's a very public story now, and so it would be very, it would be a shame, you know, if I if if I um, help people to lose weight and I and I made this incredible transformation if I just went back to doing what I was doing. And to be honest, so like, I it's one of those things where I worry about that like every day, which is why like people are like, hey, you deserve a cheat meal, and it's like, yes, you are right. I just don't want that cheat meal or cheat day to turn into a cheat week, month, year. And then because that's what used to happen to me. Like every previous time that I had lost weight within the first month or a couple weeks, I would have like a bad weekend and I'd be like, ah, forget it. You know, I like like I'll try to lose weight again. But like right now, I, you know, I went out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like not realizing that, okay. That's okay. Like you can go back, you know, like yeah. just because you fall off the horse doesn't mean you have to like walk in the opposite direction. You can get right back on that horse. Completely natural too. It's a natural feeling. We all go through it. We're humans. We're not robots. Yeah. And you know what I tell myself, Rush, is when I see something in front of me, like, you know, usually sugar. I'm a big, I, yeah. I love sugar. Yeah. Fat lasts longer than taste. Right? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. when you put in your mouth, you get that satisfaction for a minute or so. But when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> you're telling yourself, why did I do that? You yeah. Know, was it really worth it? Yeah. Yeah. You've always gotten ladies, man. The ladies, no matter <laughs> what you look like, what you, whatever you felt like, the ladies are always around. I can only imagine what the lady department is like for you right now. It's a little, little bit better now. It's a little <laughs> bit better now. I love it. Uh, that is, that is <laughs> that's funny. No, but it is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I think now I, ha I have more confidence. And it's like, I, I never lack for confidence, but I think, yeah, I think, when you are in shape and yeah, you can walk into a, um, well, when, when we can go back to clubs, I know it's been a yeah, while, but yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more confident than I was. It's before. a look good, feel good mentality, man. You yes. know, hundred percent. you feel good and that's just how yeah. it's going to be. The, even the clothes feel a little bit better on you. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, cause I used to not be able to just shop at like a normal store. I would have to go to like those like extreme large or whatever stores, uh, you know? And so now I can go to, Nordstrom or Macy's or whatever department store and actually get clothes because it's not like size 50 something jeans. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> uh, are you a book reader? Are you reading any books? If so, I am, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in history and stuff and like political books and just because of the times that we're in. Um, so, but also just like biographies as well. Yeah. Now let's get back. I've got a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, initially, we talked about sports right away off the bat. How confident are you that baseball is going to start and baseball is going to end and not end because of COVID? <laughs> I'm confident it will start. That's yeah. a great question because I don't know. If I'm not. I'm cautiously optimistic that it will end because I, I do want to see these guys have a come, especially the the, the, the sports, the um, NBA and hockey, where you they they played 66 games or so. I mean, they, they basically played the entire regular season i want them to cr crown a champion but regardless of that all these leagues that are about to restart i want them to have a completion to the season mainly because it'd be nice to have some games to watch and 
selfishly in Los Angeles. I think the Dodgers have a chance. The Lakers have a chance. The Clippers have a chance. The Sparks have a chance. Um, Hell AFC has a chance. I think there's a lot of Los Angeles teams going into this sports season that have a chance to win. We talk about the Dodgers. If they play 60 games and win a World Series, does it feel the same? Here's the thing. The Dodgers were robbed out of a World Series. So I will take any World Series trophy uh, we can get. Here's the thing. They're all playing under the same rules, games, whatever. I do. You're 100% right in your point. But they were robbed out of a World Series. So if they end up winning a World Series in a 60-game season, it'll be different. But at least that's the trophy that I believe that they would have won. Hey, uh, usually I end the show with asking the question, do you take cold showers? And, well, your answer. No, but that's interesting because I've heard that from two people who swear by it. Like, because they say, like, at the beginning, it's really tough or whatever. But then it's like, so do you do it? Because, like, so you're now the third person who's, I don't know whether you're telling me to to do it, but, like, who said that it's really good. The best. Arash. Okay. The best. The so, best. Okay, but obviously at the beginning, there's like, there's this, oh my gosh, there's like this shock. And then what, like after 60 seconds, you enjoy it? or No, what, I mean, what? Fi- even 15 or 20. And what you're doing is like all your bells and whistles are going off and your motor's turning. And you're, and to me, it's like times 10, the, the brain is like functioning. Interesting. And, and for me, even I'll, I'll be like screaming in there in the shower. I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like fired up and pumped up. And then once I get out of the shower, you feel like you've accomplished something already in the morning. I usually do it after my, after my workouts in the morning. So I'm already sweaty and hot. But then, yeah. then it's like you already feel good about working out in the morning. And then you do the cold shower that people usually don't do that you've done. So it's a double yeah. accomplishment, right? Yeah. Try it. Just try it. Just, I just, will, just you know, move the needle like people. just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. And then, you I've know, get colder and colder. People. I would, yeah. So I will circle back with you and let you know how it goes Please. after ice cream in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good stuff. Uh, at least at least at the end, just put the cold water on top of your head. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I cannot thank you enough for coming on, man. I know you're you're busy. Times are times are going to get busy for you, and we're all excited and happy for that. Um, but I, I especially want to thank you for this journey that you've put yourself in and allowed everybody to kind of come into your life and inspired everybody. This is a real problem in our country, and you've yeah. realized that. And and health is so important to us, man. Uh, so I'm happy you've taken note. I'm happy you've done this. Uh, you're a good guy, and we all like you a lot, thank man. You. So keep doing your thing and uh, keep in touch, man. Really happy for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Arash. Take care, man. Like I said in the intro, I hope that that gives you a kickstart if you need it, you know? And I, and look, I think we all need it. I think we all need a reminder about our health and our wellness. I know for myself, I feel way different when I'm strict and when I'm clean and when I'm eating well and I'm working out six, seven days a week and I'm drinking a ton of water. My body is different. I feel different. I'm happier. I'm in better moods. I have more energy. I sleep better. And so all of those things add up to what you're putting into your body. So if you're putting junk, you're going to feel like junk. You're eating clean. You're going to feel clean. Your mind is going to be ready to go and, and a lot more clear mind as well. So that was cool. Arash, I can't thank him enough for coming on. That was really cool. Give me a, a few minutes there and, and share his journey and story with us. Really proud of him. It's time for my product of the week. It's a very important one, and it's got something that actually has a lot to do with health and wellness, because you guys know I'm all about that, most of the time at least. 
This product gives you a kickstart in the second half of your day. At least that's the way I treat it. That's the way I take it. It's called Neuro Gum. N-E-U-R-O Gum. It's gum. They sell it in mints and in gum. It's got B6 and B12 vitamins in it. Zero sugar. Refresh your state of mind, functional gum, and mints to energize, calm, and focus you in the moment. And that's exactly what this does. I heard about it. I bought it. And then I saw them on Shark Tank a week later. And so I knew they were legit. Uh, everything about this, I'm telling you guys, what I do is I eat as clean as I can for lunch. And even then, even when I'm eating clean, the second half of my day, I can get a little groggy. And so after my lunches and then when I'm headed home, sometimes, most of the time, I'm working out afterwards. So I need the energy to do that. I need the energy to go through my day, to end the day, and then enough to get to my workout at the end of the day. And this does it. If this does it. I don't know what it is. And I think I do know what it is. It's those freaking B12 and B6 vitamins that are in this gum. It's legit. It's the best. And so I'm telling you about it because I'm not sponsored by them, as you know. And if I was, I'd probably have a promo code for you. I don't. I'm just telling you what I use and what I try. And uh, I'm the guinea pig for you. So if you need it, which uh, you know you probably do. I think we all do. We're not robots. We're humans. And the older we get, the less energy we have. And I think this gum does it for you. Do it. Buy it. It's good stuff. And maybe they're listening. And maybe they'll give me a promo code. And if they do, I'll give it to you the next show. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. I know times are really crazy right now. And and speaking about that, I think that uh, when we mentioned earlier in the show with Arash about sports starting to come back, and, and I'm sitting here today, July 1st, and uh, the governor over here in California shut the dip, shut the place down practically in L.A. County um, with, you know, uh, a lot of restrictions. Restaurants are open with a lot of restrictions. Again, beaches are closed. So what I think needs to happen is we need distractions. And please, hopefully, sports will start up because if they don't, all we're going to continue to hear in the media is this coronavirus. And so when we're in this virus talk all day long, 24-7, we're going to nonstop think, talk, and constantly, it'll constantly be in our minds. So automatically, human nature, we're going to think it's really bad and everybody's going to die and the world's going to come to an end because we've got nothing else on TV to watch. So once baseball starts up, once basketball starts up, I think we're going to have a distraction there. And then you see the virus news and you're like, whatever, enough. You know, we finally have some life and that life is sports. I think I, I hope there's a people who don't even watch sports who get into sports so they can kind of distract themselves away from all of this stuff, man. It's nuts. I don't know, man. You, you know, you can look at this 2020 year and say it's a waste or the summer is a waste. But, you know. As much as I try to tell you guys not to waste days, I try to not waste days, but it's 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 hard. It's human nature. You're going through this stuff, but just keep yourself close, your family close, your friends close, and don't touch your face, and wash your hands, and just be clean, and, and hygiene plus, and all that other good stuff. Thank you for making me a part of your day. I am Mike Gabriel. This is Miked Up Pod. Please share the show. Let your friends know. DM me if you like the show. Comment, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, all that other good stuff. Again, I'm Mike Gabriel, Mike the Pod. Remember, folks, no wasted days. Let's go.